Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening and welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. My name is Renee Erickson, filling in for John Whitmer this evening, and we are so happy you joined us tonight here at your local Liberal Resistance Headquarters, where we proudly champion the conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. We are pleased to have you with us this evening. If you'd like to call in, our studio lines are open, and you can reach us at 316-869-1330 by email at john at knssradio.com, on Facebook at The John Whitmer Show, and on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We have another great show planned for you tonight. RNC National Spokesperson Madison Gilbert will join us to discuss the upcoming Iowa caucus and New Hampshire primary. Alan Cobb from the Kansas Chamber will share their organization's 2024 legislative and policy agenda and lay out its priorities for the 2024 legislative session. Speaker of the House Dan Hawkins will join us in studio to respond to the governor's State of the State address and quote her new tax plan. Brittany Jones from Kansas Family Voice will tell us about the upcoming Raise the Nation rally coming to Wichita on February 3rd and, of course, We'll be taking your calls at 316-869-1330. Well, the 2024 legislative session kicked off on Monday, and if the beginning week is any indication of how the rest of the session is going to go, buckle up. We all know election year sessions are different than the rest, but this one seems particularly unusual. We're coming off of a 2023 session where the, <clears throat> can hardly say it, Middle-of-the-road governor set a record for the number of vetoes, many bipartisan, and some of which were policies she now claims as her own. Shame on Republicans if we let her. We started on Monday with Republicans in both chambers bringing a resolution in support of Israel, which states that we condemn the unprovoked attacks on Israel and reaffirm Kansas support and cooperation with Israel. We demand the unconditional return of the hostages, and we unequivocally support Israel's right to exist, defend itself, and protect its citizens from terrorism and harm. Apparently, this is offensive to some legislators, but it did ultimately pass the House 106-14 and the Senate 34-6. Apparently, 20 Kansas Democrats in your state legislature don't think we should condemn anti-Semitism and genocide. Wednesday brought the annual State of the State Address, which was, for the most part, the same left-wing fact-free talking points that are always spewed. 
But there was one new plot twist, however, one that would make for a great sitcom if it wasn't so predictable. Imagine a pro-abortion, big, pro-big government, anti-religion, anti-Second Amendment, big city New Yorker moves to the Midwest and after some time in the state suddenly starts singing, land spreading out so far and wide, keep Manhattan, just give me that countryside. What hilarity could ensue as the city slicker tries to convince rural Kansans that she's one of them and cares deeply about the issues they face. It would be funny if it wasn't so serious, and that's exactly what is happening. At least Lisa Douglas had an interesting foreign accent and fashion sense. But rural Kansans aren't stupid. They see the governor's insincere, newfound best friend act for what it is, politics at its worst. She is disingenuously trying to buy favor with taxpayer money to make inroads in the vast majority of the state where she could not carry a single county, not once but twice. She needs to convince a few rural legislators that she has the answer to all of their problems. Health care? Big government. Schools? Big government. Housing? Big government. Child care? Big government. Water issues? Big government. You get the picture. But don't take my word for it. Take hers. Toward the beginning of her speech, she said, quote, as we move Kansas forward, it's critical that we not lose sight of what makes our state unique, that we preserve what it means to be a Kansan, what's fundamental to our identity, and that would be rural Kansas, end quote. Well, let's compare her words and her actions and what she's proposing. In keeping with the theme, here are a few examples I like to call Kelly Cowpatties. Number one. She said we've made empowering our rural communities a focal point of our administration. First, we created the Office of Rural Prosperity. Let's stop right there. Did you notice she equates creating more government bureaucracy with empowering rural communities? Does growing governments preserve what it means to be a Kansan? Well, for a New Yorker, yes, but a Kansan, no. Number two. She said, thanks to Lieutenant Governor Tolan, a.k.a. Eb Dawson, and the Department of Commerce, more businesses are opening in small towns across our state. Did you catch that one? Government creates businesses? This is reminiscent of Barack Obama's infamous, you didn't build that comment. The governor's attitude is antithetical to our identity as Kansans, but in keeping with her New York state of mind. Number three. Safe, affordable housing is hard to come by, while property taxes continue to climb. Wow, first of all, any New Yorker worth their salt knows that government-funded public housing is a disaster at best. And the reason property taxes continue to climb is because she's vetoed every property tax bill Republicans have brought to her. Once again, she's stealing Republican policy and trying to make you think it's hers. Number four. The governor says that Medicaid expansion would save rural hospitals. Well, let's take a look to see if that's indeed been the case in other states that have expanded. The answer is no. A new independent report from the Center for Healthcare Quality and Payment Reform outlines rural hospitals at risk of closure in the United States. Two states that have expanded, for example, Louisiana and Arkansas, still have high rates of rural hospitals at risk of closure. 42 and 43 percent, respectively. Number five, 
A second Medicaid expansion CalCHIP is that she is addressing the concern of cost and fairness by including a work requirement. She knows full well that in 2021, the Biden administration officially withdrew federal approval for all of the previously approved Medicaid work requirement waivers and has not, nor will they, approve any going forward. Number six, perhaps the biggest cow chip in the Medicaid expansion pasture, is that expanding Medicaid comes at no additional cost to taxpayers. That's so unbelievable, I can't even believe she said it. Just think about that for a minute. Expanding a government program doesn't cost taxpayers anything. In states that have expanded Medicaid, enrollment and and per-enrollee spending have exceeded projections. Even under current law, the cost to taxpayers could be multiples of what is projected. There's also the risk that Congress can shift some or all of the total cost to Kansas taxpayers, which, according to the Kansas Health Institute, is $13 billion over 10 years. Also, if Kansas legislators expand Medicaid, they will add to record levels of federal debt and hasten the day when Congress either defaults on its debts or makes dramatic cuts to avoid default. And finally, she claims we've cut taxes for Kansans by over a billion dollars in total. As a former teacher, this this is one where I'm going to ask the governor to show her work. I've had conversations with fellow tax committee members who can't get to over a billion of tax cuts during the governor's tenure. But I am willing to accept it if she'll show her work. The bottom line is there are a few obvious themes if you read between the lines. It's an election year, and the governor has taken a page out of the liberal election playbook by doing one thing and saying the other. It's as if the governor is preparing for her next job where plagiarism is valued. I hear Harvard is looking for a new president. If cow flatulence creates holes in the ozone layer like liberals say, her pile of Kelly cow chips on Wednesday night alone just blew more holes than all of the feedlots in Kansas and New York combined. Coming up on February 3rd here in Wichita, Kansas, Family Voice and AFP Kansas are holding an incredible event called Raise the Nation at the Double Tree by Hilton Hotel, Wichita, with special guest Matt Sharp, who serves as senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, where he is the director of the Center for Legislative Advocacy and focuses on state and local legislative matters. Joining us now to tell us all about it is Brittany Jones from Kansas Family Voice. Brittany, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you so much for having me, Renee. We're so excited about this event on February 3rd. Um, We're looking forward to really bringing conservatives together and focusing on the issues that unite us, like parental rights and educational freedom and protecting our borders as well as protecting our kids. Um, And so we're excited to bring conservatives from across the area together to talk about these issues, to learn from national and state and even local leaders on these topics. So we just really appreciate the opportunity to tell your listeners about it today. Wonderful. Well, we know Matt Sharp is going to be a featured guest. Are there other guests that you would like to tell the audience about tonight? Yeah, so we are excited to have Matt Sharp from Alliance Defending Freedom. He's a good friend, and he's been just a huge supporter of the work we've been doing in Kansas. Um, We also are excited to have uh, Jay Green as one of our speakers. He's from the Heritage Foundation. He'll be talking about educational freedom and uh, parental rights in our state and how we can protect kids. 
We're also excited uh, about Chief Klim coming. He was formerly with the Border Patrol Agency. He's going to talk to us about what it takes to defend our borders and defend our state as a whole, um, as well as uh, many uh, from the federal, our federal congressional delegation, as well as many of our state legislative leaders. And I think you're going to be there if I have my uh, RSVPs uh, checked correctly. So we are super excited about that and excited to have you as one of our featured speakers as well. Oh, thank you. I'm looking so forward to it, Brittany. So tell us a little bit how if people want to attend, what do they need to do? And is there a cost to attend this event? Yes. So if you go to kansasfamilyvoice.com forward slash events, you can register on that page. And just for everyone's security, we are requiring that people register and it does cost $10 just to make sure uh, that we know who's actually going to be there um, just for protection and for uh, security of of the space. So we encourage you to go to kansasfamilyvoice.com forward slash events. It's going to be a great event on February 3rd. Uh, We're really excited about it. We're talking with Brittany Jones from the Kansas Family Voice. Brittany, thank you for sharing the information about that uh, event. It sounds like it's going to be a great time for us to learn a lot, have a good time. So I'm encouraging everyone to go out on February 3rd to raise the nation at the Doubletree. Brittany, I'd like to switch gears a little bit. Can you tell us about your goals for the 2024 legislative session? Yeah, we're super excited to be back uh, in session, back under the dome in Topeka, uh, working with great legislators like yourself and trying to move our state forward, Um, even as we are under the reign of a very liberal Democratic governor who vetoes everything we bring forward. We're still working together to uh, with legislators across the aisle to come up with creative solutions to help Kansas families. Uh, we're really excited about our agenda for this year. We're looking at uh, a large array of what I call culture of life bills uh, that move the ball forward on helping moms, helping dads uh, learn to be better parents, learn about what it takes uh, to raise their child, but also help them keep their baby in practical, tangible ways, as well as helping uh, families across the spectrum uh, just really raise their children well and recognize throughout our uh, legislative code, recognizing that every child matters um, and making sure they are recognized throughout. So that's something we're really excited about. We're also excited about um, an age verification law that will ensure that pornographic websites cannot market their wares to children um, to ensure that children are protected um, from really just horrific things that are on the Internet. Um, And so we've seen a huge uptick in the number of children that are being exposed, even against their will often, um, on the Internet um, and other ways. And so this is just a measure to begin to protect our kids. Uh, We're also looking at several other bills about parental rights, as well as uh, protecting kids from transgender uh, surgeries, as well as uh, medicines that doctors have been giving uh, to children to to attempt to help them uh, change their gender, which we know is not actually an possible um, and it's really been detrimental to a lot of kids and so we're excited about those bills we are excited about their prospects in this legislature um, and the ability to override governor's vetoes when they most assuredly come Brittany, these uh bills that you're describing sound very reasonable and it sounds like you're optimistic <laughs> that we'll, we'll move the needle on that but you don't sound as comfortable that the the governor the middle of the road governor 
uh, may not veto these. Are How comfortable are you that uh, we'll be able to get a veto override on, on these common sense bills? Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw the legislature last year, both the House and the Senate, overrode the governor more than 10 times on pro-family legislation. Um, and so I don't think any of these are a huge stretch from what the legislature did last year. Um, they, they, some of these were discussed last year, um, and we've even seen on the age verification bill in other states, we've actually seen bipartisan support, and we've actually seen some Democratic governors sign those bills. So we'll see if uh, Governor Kelly is reading her political tea leaves right and decides to side with uh, parents and with protecting kids. Uh, but knowing how she's been in the past, I kind of doubt that that's going to happen. But I like to be hopeful. Uh, But I am most hopeful and I'm most, I feel pretty confident that this legislature will rally behind babies. They'll rally behind moms. They'll rally behind protecting kids and families like we've seen them do over the last couple of years as they had to continually override governor's vetoes. Well, Brittany, we appreciate all your efforts on these fronts and and, uh, truly value um, families and babies and want to do all we can to help them be uh, secure here in the state of Kansas. Information is available about the event and your legislative priorities on the John Whitmer Show Facebook and at KansasFamilyVoice.com, correct? That's correct. You can follow us on Instagram as well as Facebook and Twitter. KansasFamilyVoice.com is another great place to get information. Sign up for our emails. Uh, We are so grateful for you, Senator Erickson, and all you've done for families and moms and babies across the state. And we look forward to working with you this year. Well, same to you, Brittany. Thank you so much for being on tonight. We appreciate all, all that you do, and good luck with the session. Thank you so much. You too. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Boosted by his standing within evangelical Christians, first-time caucus-goers, and registered Republicans, former President Donald Trump holds a nearly 30-point lead in the final NBC News Des Moines uh, Register Mediacom Iowa poll before tomorrow's GOP caucuses. Joining us now to give us an idea on what to expect is RNC National Spokesperson Madison Gilbert. Madison, thank you for joining us this evening. Good to be with you. 
Well, Madison, weather in Iowa is expected to be very cold, something we can relate to here in Kansas. In fact, this is expected to be the coldest Iowa caucus on record. Are you at all concerned about turnout? It is expected to be a freezing day, but I think this is going to really just show the energy that Iowans have for the Republican Party, for their candidates. Uh, Of course, you hope that you have an amazing turnout tomorrow, but with it being a negative 40-degree wind chill, there is a chance some people may have to stay home. But we hope everybody who can safely get out to caucus does get out to caucus for their candidate. And it's really going to come down to who is the best organized in the state. Uh, Obviously, Iowa caucuses are very different than the primaries we're used to in most states across the country, where we have sometimes even early voting. You have a full day of voting on the day of. The caucuses are just one night. It's a very grassroots-centric election. And of course, if you are not there on time, you cannot participate. So people have to be there by 7 p.m. I'm encouraging everybody who is planning to get out to get there early tomorrow. And Madison, are you expecting to have those results tomorrow night? Sometimes we don't get the results um, on the same day as the as the caucus. Are you expecting to have those results tomorrow night? Yes, we're expecting to have those tomorrow night. Great. Well, Madison, Donald Trump is enjoying um, the backing of the most enthusiastic and committed likely caucus goers, which could be crucial as the state grapples with sub-zero temperatures and even colder wind chills on caucus night. Do you think there's any chance of an Iowa surprise? Hey, there's always a chance anything can happen, but it seems like the president has held a commanding lead, so we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Uh, If the polls are indicative of what's going to happen, it looks like it may be a successful night for the former president. And here in Kansas, we're kind of interested in this because we know that uh, there's talk that uh, Donald Trump could break the previous margin of victory held by Kansan Bob Dole from the 1988 election. So um, we're watching that margin of victory and uh, watching for those surprises. But then the big question is also, who comes in second, Haley or DeSantis? Yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see what happens tomorrow night. You're right, though. Back in 88, I believe it was, Bob Dole won the caucus by 12 points, which was a record At the time, uh, I think George H.W. Bush came in third, 18 points behind Dole, uh, and then George H.W. Bush ultimately obviously went on to win uh, that nomination that year. But since the inception in 1976, every Republican nominee for president has either won in Iowa or in the New Hampshire primary. So Iowa, as you know, is that first in the nation caucus. And just eight days later, we're going to have the New Hampshire primary. So uh, we've, historically speaking, never had anybody win the nomination without winning one of those first two states. We are talking with RNC national spokesperson, Madison Gilbert. Um, Madison, the New Hampshire primary is barely a week after tomorrow's Iowa caucus. Nikki Haley's campaign has put a lot of time and effort into New Hampshire. Is there any chance she can actually win that primary? Again, we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, Anything can happen. But from a party perspective, what the National Party has been busy at work doing is building the road, building the infrastructure, making sure that on day one, once we do have a presumptive nominee here in the near future, that whoever that may be will have all the tools necessary to get across the finish line. We want to make sure that we win in November, that we beat Biden, that we start to make Americans' lives better in 2025 when we take back and have strong Republican leadership. We want to not only take back the White House, we want to take back the Senate, and we want to expand that majority in the House. So this is going to be an all-hands-on-deck effort, and part of what needs to be done from a party perspective has been something that's been worked on since 2022. 
Uh, I mean, really, this is a long-term effort, even though we didn't have a nominee yet. We want to make sure that everything's in place for that nominee to succeed. Absolutely. Well, you did bring up one name we haven't talked much about yet, and that is Joe Biden. While our candidates have been crisscrossing these early primary states talking to voters, Biden has held just two public events in the past 21 days. He spent 40% of his time in office on vacation. Why is Joe Biden hiding? I mean, why is he not hiding? I mean, I would be hiding if I was him. He's a failure on every single issue. I talk about this all the time, but what I think what's most astounding about his administration is that every issue that you can point to, they've failed on. If you look at previous administrations, whether Republican or Democrat, presidents who have been criticized, it's usually on one or two issues uh, specifically, whether it's the economy, the border, foreign policy. I mean, anything you talk about today, Biden's a failure. People like Kamala even less than they like Biden. The Democratic bench is not deep. And people are struggling as a result of that. It didn't have to be this way. And that's what I remind people. It's the 33rd straight month with inflation above 3%. And Americans continue to see massive price increases, whether it's electricity up 25%, food prices up over 20%, rent, car insurance. I mean, anything you can think of, uh, we're all experiencing it. You don't need the statistics. I mean, go to the grocery store, go to the gas pump, uh, pay your electricity bills, especially right now in, in cold states, we're looking at high heating bills as well. So we see this continue to impact people's lives and the Biden administration disingenuously really doing nothing to help anybody. It's really a shame to see Americans deserve better. And I think Republican Party and Republican candidates are on the right side of the issues and have a prosperous vision for Americans in the future. And we need to get back into office in order to execute on those policies and fix some of the issues. It won't be an overnight solution, but it is a step in the right direction. Medicine so well said. Well, after hearing about Joe Biden's horrible track record, which we all live every day, do you even think he will be his party's nominee? You know, we'll see. Uh, as of now, they're sticking behind him. Uh, there's a chance he's not. But again, as I mentioned, I don't think it really matters whether it's him, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom. Uh, they're all very, especially Kamala Harris as vice president, as we've seen, very out of touch with the American people, very unlike low approval ratings. And then, of course, on the wrong side of the issues, people have opened their eyes. And I think that's why you see so many people fleeing the Democratic Party. They've opened their eyes to the policies that have failed them. They've opened their eyes to the broken promises made to them by the Democrats in 2020 and in other elections as well. And they're starting to feel forgotten. Part of why President Trump won in 2016 was because of the forgotten man and woman, people who felt like the party had abandoned them. And came over and voted Republican sometimes for the very first time, maybe voted for the first time in their lives at all. And so a lot of those same people or obviously new groups now coming to the table saying, hey, maybe I'm not ready to vote Republican. Maybe I don't know yet, but they're starting to listen. They're opening their eyes and they're opening their ears. And that's why I think it's so important as we continue to go through this election cycle that we're talking to people going places we've never been before talking about that Republican vision, because, again, this may be someone that today isn't ready to vote Republican, but is certainly not happy with the Democrats and by November may come over and change their minds and vote for the Republican candidate because they want change. Uh, yeah, I think you've just struck a nerve about how um, people are looking for change. They're looking for positive results. And to that end, Madison, over a dozen states have efforts to ban Donald Trump from the ballot. Is the RNC concerned about that, or what is the RNC doing in that regard? 
Yeah, we're actively involved. This is something that we've been on since day one. Uh, Colorado, obviously, is one of the most covered cases immediately following Colorado taking President Trump off the ballot. Their Supreme Court, of course, upheld this. We immediately filed an amicus brief after the president appealed this and his campaign appealed this. The Supreme Court picked up that case very swiftly. We're awaiting, obviously, a decision in that case. But I would be very surprised, and I am an attorney, I've followed this very closely. I would be very surprised if we do not win. But beyond that, I think it should be a 9-0 decision. I think this is very straightforward. I think it's a very clear and egregious misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment. And I don't care whether it's President Trump, another Republican, or a Democrat. This should not happen to any candidate. It is totally wrong. And that's what I think this precedent will be set ultimately by the Supreme Court. And this will shut down a lot of the other states uh, like Maine and others that have tried to do the same thing. Well, let's hope that that certainly is the outcome. Madison, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on this and giving us some insight to what's going to happen here quickly. Um, We appreciate you joining us this evening. And if folks want to reach out to you, they can find you on Twitter. What is the best um, way to find you there? Absolutely. They can find the National Republican Party on Twitter at GOP, or they can find me at Madison Jessiato. Thank you so much, Madison. Appreciate your time this evening. Try to stay warm out there, and uh, we'll be watching those caucuses um, to see what occurs. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You bet. And we do have Dorothy. Dorothy, you're on the John Whitmer Show. Welcome. Hi. How are you tonight, Dorothy? Are you staying warm? Actually, yes. I um, just want to let you know, Renee, that I've heard you before on John's show, and I know that you're an advocate for girls' sports. Yes. And I just want to thank you for that. I have two granddaughters who are in sports, and I don't think there's enough people who look at what happens when trans get into girls' sports, and especially my oldest granddaughter, who's almost 14. It makes a huge difference, and the fact that you're out there promoting that – I've always respected that. Thank you so much for that. Well, Dorothy, I appreciate the kind words. And aren't granddaughters the best? I have three myself. And so, um, yeah, you know, it's just a shame that we have to legislate what should be common sense and fairness. Um, Biological males should not play with biological girls in sports. We know they have an unfair advantage. So it's been my honor and my privilege to be able to – fight on that front despite the governor vetoing that bill three times we did finally get it passed and i'm so thrilled so that now kansas girls will have fair opportunity in sports i think that you're the only legislator that i've ever heard be so vocal about this issue and it's so close to my heart and i just want to say thanks Well, Dorothy, it is my pleasure, and we've had a lot of people fighting on that front, and our leadership continued to say, we're going to keep at it until we get this done for the girls of Kansas. And so it is truly my honor, and I so appreciate your call. Stay safe out there. You too. Thank you so much. You bet. Well, we are fortunate to have 
uh, Speaker of the House Dan Hawkins in studio. He showed up a little early, and it's rare that you get time with the Speaker, so we're going to maximize this time and just get some of his thoughts, and we'll, we'll have him on in a little bit later as well, but we're going to maximize the time we have the Speaker with us tonight. So uh, welcome, Mr. Speaker. Glad to have you in studio. Renee, it is fun to be here because there is beauty in the studio tonight. I, I don't get to come into the studio all the time. Usually, usually I'm calling in, but to come in here and see you here instead of John is really a pleasure. Well, I don't know quite what to say to that. I wonder if John's listening and uh, what he would have to say about that, but we're not going to find out, are we? So. No. <laughs> well, Mr. Speaker, you know, even though we're in the same building most of the day, people are usually surprised to know that the Senate and House members really don't see each other very much or, or interact a whole lot until conference committee or later in the session. So what's going on on your side of the rotunda? You know, you're right. We don't get to see each other very often. Although, uh, although the Senate president and I see each other all the time. Um, that's the, one of the, uh, the great things up there is that, um, um, Ty and I can wrestle through the issues and talk about those. Anytime we, uh, we have something come up, we, you know, literally I text him or he texts me and, We'll get together and talk things through. Uh, you know, this is going to be an amazing week coming up. Um, you, you know, uh, the governor has vetoed our, our our main tax package last year, which was, to me, probably the biggest disappointment. Um, she, for some reason, doesn't think that a, a single-rate tax is a good tax, a good a good way to tax people. and uh, And so she's vowed to continue to veto that. Uh, I do find it interesting though, that she's come out for, she said, she said that, that, that the single rate tax is just a giveaway to the rich. So in our tax, current tax structure, we hit the top with 5.7% at a $30,000 income level. So if you're at $30,000 or more, you're rich. But Social Security, you you can get you can get no tax on Social Security clear to seventy five thousand. Current that's current law, and what we were trying to do last year was to was to uh, move that to a hundred thousand, and now she's come out in in her in her state of the state and said she's going to cut the income tax totally off, unlimited. Uh, for Social Security, so isn't that a giveaway to the really rich? If our top rate is at thirty thousand on income tax, and 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 Social Security is going to be done away with, clear as you know, infinity, she's she's really got some inconsistencies there. So I find it really interesting what uh, what she said during the state of the state and how she approaches things, and I know we're going to have a whole lot of time here and a little bit to talk about that. We sure are, and I'm shocked that the governor would be hypocritical in advocating or playing the um, the wealth card on some taxes and not others. What we do, um, Mr. Speaker, if you're okay, we do have another caller. I do believe that John is on the phone. John, welcome to the John Whitmer Show. Renee, I want to tell you you're doing a fantastic job, and I just had to call in because of something that uh, your your cohort in the studio said there, um, you're doing a great job. 
And just, just you know, know that uh, though you do aesthetically improve the uh, the studio, the gentleman sitting next to you in there does uh, he, he detracts from the show. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm not sure how I got in the middle of, the, of this obvious riff, but I'm going to stay as far away from that as I can. But, you're, you're, you're doing a great job. You guys uh, keep up the good work, and, and I really appreciate you sitting in for, for me this evening. John, you better watch out. She's probably going to take this thing over from you. <laughs> I think so. I, I'm, I'm getting texts with people saying this should be the Renee Erickson show. Oh, you guys <laughs> are too kind. Great. I've got a full-time job. Uh, I've got my hands full already, but I appreciate the kind words and and truly an honor to fill in, John. And no one can fill your shoes, so so don't worry about that. that. Okay, that that checks in the mail for that one. Just keep up the good work. (laughs) My pleasure. So, um, Mr. Speaker, you're you're right on the tax front, and and, um, I'm so glad to hear that you and the president, I know that you spent some time in the off session traveling around the state talking about these important issues. And it's so refreshing to see the speaker and the president working together because that's not always been the case. So I want to commend you and President Masterson for formulating that relationship and doing what's uh, right for the people of Kansas. So would you like to talk about that? Yeah, at all? So we did. We uh, I think we. I think we saw uh, we were at 12 different cities throughout the fall uh, on a tax tour and every single place we went everybody talked about the property tax issue. Uh property tax is probably the most hated tax there is and truly everywhere we go people want to talk to us about how we're going to do away with property the, the the increase in property taxes and we all we've all experienced it. You know when I got my property tax bill I go jeez how how much farther can it go? I, I remember when I bought that house 20-some years ago, uh, I think it was like 1800 and now it's $3,200. It's just going out of sight. It is, and we can't tax people out of their homes for sure. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. We'll look forward to talking to you some more here shortly. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.